Events for Breakfast, your go-to guide for advice, top tips and events industry insights. My podcast is delivered in bite-sized chunks to help you digest information and expand your events expertise. Well, hello there, you absolutely wonderful lot. How are you all doing? Welcome to this week's episode of the Events for Breakfast podcast. I am Kelly Frew and I am your podcast host. So we had some wonderful feedback on last week's episode and that of course was with Meg Strali and it was about accessibility and events. And I have never received this many messages, direct messages on socials, as many emails saying thank you for covering this topic and just for the fact of highlighting it. So I just want to say a big thank you again to Meg for sharing her story. And if anybody else wants to get in touch around it then please do because I'm really enjoying the conversation that it's opened up on Twitter on LinkedIn and on Instagram actually so yeah I'm really I'm really grateful for Meg and, and for everybody else that's shared it and been involved so well done Meg it was a great episode and I hope to collaborate with you again soon However, for this week's episode, I have just got to remember, and we've got to do a bit of celebration first before we go any further, because we've got to celebrate the fact that this is the 50th episode of the Events for Breakfast podcast. Never in my wildest dreams did I think we would get to 50 episodes. It is amazing. And we love the support, the gang and myself, Emily, Laura and Aideen. We love the support that we get on socials. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And, you know, you you lot make it. So if anyone wants to come on as a guest and join in and make it to 100 episodes, then please reach out to me. So today, our next episode is just as exciting, actually, just as exciting. And I'm so pleased that this lady reached out to me to actually talk about what she wants to talk about. So Sarah Zaravach is actually a Fast Forward 15 mentee. And as you guys know, I am a mentor on this program. And it's one of my most favorite things in the world because we help 15 women in the events and hospitality industry excel in their careers. We empower them, we motivate, we support, and they, they support and motivate me too. And Sarah reached out this year, or a couple of weeks ago actually, to say, please can I be on your podcast? And do you know what, Sarah? Yeah, I'd love to have you on. So Sarah would like to talk all around her career and the fact that getting into events, it wasn't the most straightforward path that she went, but she has carved out an excellent career in events. And also she is also studying marketing as well. And it's such a great combination. So Sarah wants to share her journey with us all around how she carved out this wonderful career in events, her plans for the future, and some top tips for anybody else that's thinking, do you know what? I want to I want to pivot I want to transfer over to be in the events industry so it was a delight to interview Sarah and I know you are going to absolutely love her just as much as me let's go and say hello to her now Sarah welcome to the podcast I am super excited to have you on today how are you doing I'm good thanks Kelly thanks so much for having me on Oh, you're more than welcome. And um, we, we've got lots in common in terms of we're both part of the Fast Forward 15 programme. And that might come in, in a little bit later into the um, conversation. But for now, so the listeners can get to know you a little more, I'd like to know a little bit about you and who you are, Sarah, and how you got, I know we're going to talk about this in more detail, but just a quick overview of how you got involved in the events industry. Absolutely. So I'm Sarah Zarevac. I'm an event executive. I work in private equity. 
Um, I work in London, which I absolutely love. Um, it really excites me every single day to go to the office when I am there, um, which might be to some people's surprise, but something about London just does it for me. Um, I, um, I guess I've been working directly in events for the last two to three years, uh, but before that I, I worked as a PA in different businesses after university. I think I didn't really know what events were when yeah. I was, you know, 17, 16, 17, thinking about university. And to be honest, um, the education that I had, it was all sort of about you go to university and you do something academic. So I guess that's what I did. Uh, and I had a really great time doing it. So I studied French and German and I had a fantastic year abroad. And, you know, eventually I got my dream job, which was being a PA. I always wanted to do that. I'm very organized. and. And there, there, you know, there I set off, off I went. And it was only when I started that role that I suddenly realised this exciting world of corporate events and events in general, to be honest. Yeah. And I thought, well, I need, to, I need to get a piece of this action. You know, it, it's really exciting. And so, but I'm not the kind of person that will rush something. I, I'm very considered and I like to think things through and give something a go because ultimately I absolutely love the job I'm in. So yeah. I wasn't prepared to just give it up just to try something new. Uh, so I did a, did a bit of research. I found the event online, which at the time was like not knowing it was big as it is now, I don't think. Um, but I thought, oh, I'll do their online diploma. I can do that while I'm working, take as long as I need. Um, I really enjoyed it and thought, okay, this is great. What next? And I guess from there, I took on other PA roles that had more events experience in them, or I volunteered, um, you know, for extra work, side of desk things, um, with like social committees, things like that, and eventually got my first full-time events role, and it was amazing. <laughs> and, um, right. and I guess now, now I also do kind of marketing, uh, which is something that has kind of come to me via events and stuff, so yeah not what's going on <laughs> I mean that's that's quite a journey isn't it and I'm going to pick that apart as we go through this interview just a little bit if that's okay but before we start to pick that to pieces a little bit talk to me about why events what is it you know you went into the PA world and that's exactly what you wanted to do so you were exactly where you wanted to be at the time what was it about events that suddenly turned you a little bit and made you go do you know what this is for me well do you know what if I go back to when I was a child I was known to be the party planner of all my friends. Right. Um, and their parents were quite happy to put me in charge of it because they knew I'd love doing it. But I never really knew it was an actual career. I thought it was just something that I could do for fun. And yeah. I guess I knew about weddings, but I didn't really want to go down that route. I, just, I don't know why. Just It didn't feel like it was quite right for me. So when I came across corporate events, it was sort of that epiphany of, oh, this is actually a career. Um, Yes, for me, corporate seems like the best way into it because I, I think I work quite naturally in the corporate environment and I yeah. like that stability. Uh, I think that's part of who I am. And and yeah, I guess. And then you know, as you attend events, you you get that excitement, you get that buzz when you walk in. You know, even when you get your name badge at registration, it's very exciting. Um, and I guess just from attending and from observing from afar. I got the bug and here we are. Yeah, definitely. No, I agree completely. And I wonder though, because like, um, obviously when you were looking and researching and you knew you wanted to be a PA, 
we know that a lot of PAs do pick up events, for example. So had you got the, the role of PA in your mind thinking, oh, there'll be events work in there at all? Or was it, is, was it more like you say, the organisational piece around just looking after someone, keeping them on track and, and keep it? What, what was it about the PA role that you were as interested in? Uh, that is a really good question, actually. I think it was just the fact that I really enjoyed and, and was good at organising things. I don't yeah. think events at the time ever really came into it. In my mind, when I went to university, I chose French and German. Uh, one, because I was good at them. And yeah. two, because of the opportunities it was opening me up to. I knew I wanted to work in a, a medium to large kind of size business that was international. Um, that was the big goal. And I knew that that would get me there. And I guess I just hadn't really thought about then what else when you're there. The PA just felt like a natural fit. Um, does that answer your question? Yeah, no, it does. It absolutely <laughs> does. And uh, I'm, what I'm also interested in is, um, again, the synergy between you and I is corporate events. So I've done corporate events for Yonkies years now. And you, you talked about some of the stability around what corporate events give. Um, and I know there's been another fast forward 15 mentees that's asked me this question around corporate events, actually. You know, people see it as quite dull because we are in a big corporate organisation and it's quite, it can be quite difficult to get decisions made and to get things signed off. And if you work for an events agency, it does move a lot quicker and those decisions might be more in your hands. How do you find being an events professional within a corporate world? What does that look like for you? I think, to be honest, I, I still find it really exciting. Perhaps yeah. that's because I haven't been in an agency, so I haven't seen what it's like. That's yeah. it's a very well be why. Um, but something about corporate that I really enjoy is the fact that you, you work with so many different departments and you learn, learn so many different skills. And I think being in a corporate, you can move around. Like my first full-time events role was in a company where I was an EA and I was able to do that transition, whereas otherwise it can be slightly harder to move around. Yeah. So I think, I think, I do think corporate events get a bit of a bad reputation, but there is still so, many, so much opportunity if you're in the right role and it depends on, you know, what you're looking for out of your role. You know, do you want to travel? I've been in roles where, yeah, I have traveled all over the place. It was fantastic, had a great time probably could have you know done with a bit more sleep but I think that happens <laughs> in any event um whereas now I have a much better work-life balance uh, and my events are a lot smaller but actually I'm much, I'm getting to know the industry and I work in a lot better yeah and the people I work with a lot better so I don't know I love corporate same. I, I am. I absolutely love. I mean, I work in corporate and travel, and I suppose there's two very um, wonderful things to work in together. Um, but no, I'm the same as you. I think um, there are some very, very exciting events that you can get involved in the corporate world, but you do have to deal, deal with all the policies and procedures and the political side of working in a corporate event. That's the only thing that you have to mm -hmm. dig around in that a little bit. But that's yeah, I absolutely love the corporate world. Now, um, I want to talk about transferable skills, because obviously you'd, you'd set your mind on being a PA that's exactly what you wanted to do and um you know we and a lot of people that get in the events industry do say oh wait wasn't something that I was naturally going to do it, you know I was I was going down this path and then suddenly I got involved and volunteered on this and then that that suddenly opened up the doors and, and opened my eyes a little bit but I think what what's a good thing about events professional is we are all rounders and there are transferable skills from other industries other areas other other roles so what transferable skills did you think you had that you took along with you I think definitely interpersonal communication. Uh, yeah. I think as a PA and EA, you have to be good at that. You have to get to know who you're working for and also their PAs, you know, wider teams. I think that's a big part of it. 
I mean, organization absolutely that comes into it. Yeah. I, think, I think if you've been working for a partner or an executive who travels a lot with multiple time zones, you know, you really are used to all those logistical details, really thinking down to that last detail. Where's the lounge? Is it in the right place? And I think that kind of thing, it just is so transferable. I think there's also an element to it of, you know, the skills like Excel for your budgeting, things like that. It obviously depends what kind of um, PAE role you've been in. But for yeah. me, they were definitely really useful skills. Um, I used to work for a CFO. That was my first job at university. And I did quite a lot of Excel stuff for him. And now that's come, I haven't used it for a few years. So I had to dust off, you know, yeah. dust it off a bit. But now it's come back um, very strong. I do think there's also element, as I said, it depends who you've worked for. I think there's an element to it, which is about bringing the skills you have and really just highlighting them because often you don't realize that you have those skills I think you know negotiation you're always negotiating if you work in a big corporate you're always negotiating to try and get that meeting in place or tell people yeah. why it's more important than the others and and that's a big part of events you know yeah. trying to negotiate those contracts the terms the hours we spend on those especially in corporate is huge and there's a lot to be said for that skill yeah I, I completely agree and negotiation as well around bringing people on the journey so getting people's buy into something as well so senior stakeholders and things negotiation is so important so powerful within an events role and that comes on to the next step step then for me is around like when you decided that you wanted to come into the events industry and move away from being a PA um did you did you identify any skills that you thought ah I need to work on these skills to be able to become part of that event an events professional was there anything there that you thought I've really got to hone this side of what I do Definitely. I'd say creativity. I mean, as a teenager, as a child, I did a lot of performing arts. Um, I was never good at art itself. Don't ever give me a paintbrush or anything (laughs) like that because it will be horrific. (laughs) But, um, you know, really tapping into those creative skills, you know, I think if you've got that kind of mindset, it's there. But I mean, I did a very academic degree and I lost all of that kind of creativity during that time. So trying to tap back into that was definitely difficult. Yeah. Um, but now there's so many tools out there, you know, Canva, Unsplash, you know, all the, all the different sort of things. It's so great to be able to, you know, design different things. And actually, I recently started an Instagram page to help me even more yes. um, with my events and, and marketing in general, because I think that is sometimes that you don't get in the PAEA world. Sometimes you do if you work, you know, you might work in a marketing agency, design agency, you can be wherever. But um, for me, that was definitely a big one. And but it's something I really enjoyed. Once I got back into it, I was, you know, living my best life, really enjoying it. And um, yeah, I wouldn't be without it now. No. And sometimes um, you're, you're absolutely right when you met, you spot on with creativity there, because we have to be very careful as events professionals, don't we? That we don't get, just go down the logistical route and that actually we do use our, our yellow side, is what I call it, if you've done insights mm-hmm. profiling yep. before. Um, yeah, so that real creative spurt, because we do want our events to be exciting. We want them to be different and unique. And that's where all that that's where all that creativity comes in. You get to use your ideas. And how, how do you you talked about tools there around Canva and things like that. But how else do you find your creativity? Like, is it around things that you might see and watch and do and things? I mean, I'm not going to lie, Kelly. Instagram is a big one. I yeah. spend a lot of my time looking at Instagram. It used to be Pinterest, but personally I find Instagram easier to use um maybe that's just me <laughs> um, but I really enjoy looking at things I'm also a big I really into magazines so for example 
you know, before the pandemic, I used to get time out every week. I'd really have a look at that, even just looking at design, things like that, but also what people are doing and what's out there. Yeah. Because I think sometimes you just don't know. And in some corporate roles, you can be a bit restricted as to what you can do. So, mm. you know, you do have to look at all sorts of different things. I think it's also really nice to, so I mentioned Instagram in general. Sometimes I like to just, you know, look at different hashtags or actually just see what they're suggesting for me, which, you know, maybe I'm playing to their, what they want with their algorithms. I don't know, but if it helps, <laughs> I find if it, really it helps you. Yeah. And I think also just also thinking about the time of year and the, you know, different um, festivities throughout the year. I think that can be really inspiring to help you with things. Um, and then also, if I can, which isn't always possible, but I do try and attend some of the larger events, you know, yeah. things like um, the CNIT Corporate Forum. Um, I wanted to do Confex this year, but I couldn't make it. But things like that, because they always open your mind, especially as a corporate. Yeah. Um, you really open your mind to other things that are out there that you might not have considered before. Um, so even if I can't usually attend, I'll always go on the website and look at the exhibitor list and see who was there and have a look into them. Um, because just because you're not going doesn't mean you can't do a bit of research anyway and you can still reach out to them that's it and nowadays a lot of these um things are online or on demand and things anyway so there's avenues if you can't physically get there to be involved which is great actually and that's been a good thing of the pandemic definitely and and how do you find me um because I think you're not based in London are you no I at the moment I couldn't be further away from London if I tried I'm right down in Cornwall um so for me it's very difficult you're you're absolutely right you talked about the buzz of London there and just like you said when you're in London somehow even just walking and looking up and seeing everything around you it's quite inspiring isn't it yeah Um, absolutely yeah and Cornwall is beautiful and it's got its charms um but sometimes I I have to really bring myself back to the here and now because I could get lost in my own little village that I live in and just see the sea every day and forget about the the 250 miles away of London and all of that buzz and everything so I have to really bring myself back into the here and now and and not just hide and surf down here in Cornwall so it is very interesting and absolutely like you I will research things online I um I like a lot of stories on Instagram actually I think when you're seeing people going to different events on the stories and that really brings it to life Mm -hmm. um I've got my favorite brands and my favorite companies that I watch so I used to watch um sorry I used to work for BBC so I'll always follow their events and see what they're doing doing um yep. some of the big brands like nike i'm very big into my fitness actually so all of the brands around or the fitness i keep an eye on and see what they're doing experientially so mm-hmm. yeah you just have to keep your mind open don't you and yeah. be out there to, to to the creativity absolutely you've, you've hit the nail on the head there really is as you say i think it's so great to follow those other businesses and see what they're doing because we can all learn from each other yeah it's, and that's what i love about events community how much we all share information and help each other and I just that's another factor that drew me in actually yeah uh, it definitely. feels like an extended family and also you and I um, I was talking to about someone about this the other day I'm working on an event at the moment for Pina Cruises um who I work for um and we it has it's brand-led we have to stick within our brand guidelines and you could either see that as being quite restrictive and it sort of limits you to what you can do or you can really get to know that brand immerse yourself in that brand and think okay how can I bring this brand to life in my event that I'm going to do it in the best way possible so don't rather than think it is restrictive think of it as going right this is a great challenge isn't it what are mm-hmm. what what is this brand what what does it live and breathe and really like you talked about really get to know your business that you're working for yeah I think that's actually part that I really enjoy because then you 
I think even within your job, you've got an even bigger sense of sort of satisfaction when you see that you have all that alive. Yeah. And and you know the senior the senior leadership team can see that, and they're you know and you've probably done it in a way they could never have dreamed of. Yeah. And it, I don't know. I always one thing at my events I always kind of step away for a moment or step to the side, and I really just look at what I've created and think. Well, firstly, like wow, you've actually done it. That's amazing. And secondly, just you know, I really try and reflect on how that has brought that brand alive um, yeah. and the memories it's creating. I just think it's incredible. It's so good, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we build things that people will remember for a long time, and even more so now. It's available on demand nowadays. And I want to come onto your marketing side because you know you are really an all-rounder. You absolutely are because you know we talked about the fact that you didn't want to start in events or you didn't know you wanted to be in events from the beginning. You started in the PA, you, you came into events, and that you've now become this marketing expert as well. So how does that help with your events side of things? How has that made you a better events professional? That's a good question, actually. I think the diploma I'm studying with the Charles Institute of Marketing is really around um, marketing strategy. Yeah. So for me, it's really helped me take my events to the next level and the general event planning process when you're thinking about a whole year cycle yeah. or you know, a few year cycle, whatever way your business works. Um, and I think for me, it's really given me that ability and confidence to be able to go away and think, actually I can create a strategy out of this and um, because before I did it I definitely was creating strategy but nowhere near in the way that I am now I'm certainly much more confident around it around doing it and I think it also taught me about all the different marketing channels I think before I was I was in a role where um, I was mainly doing internal events there were some external but not that many so it wasn't yeah. a huge part of what I was doing and I knew that I wanted to go into the marketing event space um and you know I think just learning more about the different channels and how they work and how best to use them that's made a huge difference and and that is what I kind of set up my Instagram as well because I wanted to put some of it into practice give it a go it's all very well and good learning theories and you know, this that and the other I'm writing great reference lists right now yeah <laughs> being at university and checking that I've got it right with Harvard um but you actually and there's definitely been elements of, of the course that I've been able to do and I'm very lucky to be in a job where I'm also able to put them into practice in my role as well as although I'm technically called an events executive I, I do actually do a, quite a bit of marketing and I support a head of marketing with that which is well which was the goal and um, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, and I, I do, I think what you've done is brilliant in terms of you found, you've identified an area that you wanted to learn more about, so you, you've gone out and, and, and you're doing that theory side of things in terms of the Charter Institute of Marketing, it's reputable, which is great, and I do think it, it does open events professionals' eyes more to think that, okay, how else could I market this event differently? What Am I, am I tapping into all the right channels, and am mm -hmm. I doing it in the right way, and the strategy around an event too, you know, just thinking beyond that one single moment in time it's around that whole 360 isn't it so yeah definitely. I, I absolutely um, think it's a, a great tool you, you've got you're studying for thank you I, I I must admit I think I'm not going to get too technical here because I'm probably going to get carried away because uh, uh, that's what I enjoy doing but um <laughs> I think particularly around sort of the targeting approach for your events you know sometimes you can sort of think oh I've got to do an event and not really fully understand exactly what that audience wants. You think you know what they want, but actually yeah. not. And, you know, looking into personas and things like that have really made a big difference to how I now plan my events. And 
in my new role, I've, you know, in my mind, I've created different personas of the different audiences I'm trying to work with. And I certainly think it, it does make a big difference. Um, and they're all seeming to enjoy it. So that's the, uh, that's the good thing. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Now I'm going to ask you, a, it's not a negative, but then I'll come on to the more positive in a second. But if you look back, because your, your, your progress and your progression has been wonderful. But if you look back over the last few years, is there anything that you tell yourself now that you do differently to get to where you are now? Or are you, ha are you happy that everything you did was that stepping stone to get there? Is there any tools or, or any resources or anything you'd have thought, oh, I wish I'd have done that earlier uh, to help support my career progress? I think 80%, 89%, I'm really happy with the way I've done it. I'm a very considered kind of uh, reflective person. That's the introverted side of me. I absolutely really think about these things before I do them. Yeah. Um, but I think there are, you know, there's, there was a role that I was in not very long um, because I didn't have anything to do. And, uh, you know, every now and then I look and I think, oh, should you have stuck it out a bit longer? Would it have been any But actually... I came to the conclusion that no, actually, it was the right, was the right time for me to move on because yeah. I, I did get some experience out of it that I wanted. And so I think one thing I, I wish I had done sooner was look into mentoring schemes, yeah. um, which we've touched on before. I mean, I was really lucky that I, when I heard about Boston 15, I'm pretty sure it was the start of this year, um, which is around the time you can start applying. I think it was pure luck but I heard about it at the time as it was happening. I know others apply for years and years and um, eventually get there, which is great, but I did feel a little bit guilty actually when I got a place, I thought, oh, wow. Um, but the, the fast forward 15 mentoring team, which I'm on, I absolutely love it. I think it's helped me build that community, which I didn't have before. Yeah. Or oh, I had it, but not to the extent I have it now. And it's opened up so many different doors. And those aren't doors that are just handed to you on a plate. You know, you've still got to work for them or you've still got to find those opportunities. But it has given me a whole new sort of community that I'd never really considered before. It's also um, got some fabulous mentors, which I, <laughs> I really enjoy. And, um, you know the education day that Faye needs that's that's so great and they the but what I think I found the most important is the confidence it's given me I think before I thought oh you know when you do this qualification you'll move when you're ready and you know that'll be that I never really considered actually it was time to push myself even more yeah. I, I thought I'd really push myself enough um but actually there was another, you know, that sort of saying where, you know, you can give 100% and then attack from the top. Well, that, that's what Fast Forward 15 does for me because I'm already quite a motivated and kind of goal driven person anyway. Yeah. Um, but definitely I'd recommend, you know, doing a mentoring scheme or, or joining those networks. Um, I'm part of Event Prof Live, which I really enjoy. Yes. Um, it's so useful, especially if you're, you know, so for example, at my business, the firm I'm at now, I'm the only person that runs events. So yeah. I don't have anyone to bounce ideas off of or say, you know, have you used X supplier, you know, before or, or something. Um, so I do think those are great. And whether I've used them in my PA roles, I don't know. Um, probably not, but those are great. And also venue finding agencies. Yeah. Uh, my, I, I don't know how to tell you how much I love them, Kelly. <laughs> they, they're, they're amazing, so aren't when they? When you don't have time. Yeah. When you don't have time, when you, you know, you want to look at venues and do the research but you just don't have the time yeah they are amazing and I do wish I'd known about them sooner um because they really can just make your life so much easier and I can use it 
Um, so yeah, they're my probably my, my few little tips there. I think they're really lovely tips, absolutely. And uh, I, I'm with you. I know some people don't like using venue finders because they prefer to find the venues themselves. However, like you, if you are on your own trying to do the job on your own, then think about that time that you are saving. And in the end of the day, you are, you're briefing that venue finder. You're letting them yeah. know the kind of ven venue that they want. So you are still in charge and you will make the ultimate decision at the end of the day, but they just take out all of that middle piece, don't they? All of those inquiries mm -hmm. and everything and absolutely what a, a wonderful venue finder is worth their weight in gold completely agree I know, I know I yeah I really love them they're so good and then they can still find those different venues that you weren't expecting or you know say you do you have to them a brief but then you find another venue like recently I did an event um and I found a venue I just came across a venue like say, when you're walking through London you see all these amazing things I find it really inspiring anyway I saw this yeah. venue oh, not in a in a sort of you know I don't have time to do that way but in a you know I physically do not have the time but I know that I can still ask a venue find to do the research for me on that venue it's perfect it's absolutely perfect isn't it yeah, yeah so you're still using your ideas too I love it definitely and I'm interested because like you've talked about that you definitely I can I can feel it from you you're definitely motivated you set goals you go for them and you you, you achieve them I'm sure and I'm sure you achieve the majority of them how are you planning and fast forward 15 is a great tool to use to help you plan those goals but how are you planning to move to your next steps you know what tools are you using as you're growing as an events professional and how are you keeping yourself on track and motivated so I think firstly um setting up my Instagram recently was one of those things because I really wanted to put the marketing into practice um yeah. especially because when you're in corporate you don't always you know, my, my the business I work for doesn't have an Instagram. Yeah. Um, and if I'm honest, I, in my personal Instagram, I, I got out of touch with it years ago because I just, the minute stories came around, that was a step too far at the time. I had too many other things going on. And I thought maybe that's my time to duck out for a while. <laughs> so I think certainly building my, my uh, marketing events Instagram page, that was a big um, thing for me. I think also making myself accountable for some of these goals so before I've been relatively relaxed about you know time frames mainly because I just didn't want to rush myself you know yeah. enjoy life too um, but I think I want to give myself a few more sort of set time frames and actually I think something that we did uh, with say uh, the education day the fast forward 15 education day back in September plus something I did last week with Samantha Salisbury for her is uh, elevate your elevate your events career yeah. uh, challenge was about mood boarding and really picturing what that life is that you want to achieve and I've never done that before and I think that comes back to you know tapping back into that creativity yeah. I just never really thought about it before but actually that's really helped me to think about where I want to go next and and suppose I know like I'm, I'm really good at time management I know that I can create the time or find the time to get yeah. these goals in but I think having those sort of images and, you know, you walk past it every day and you think, oh, wow, actually, yeah, that is, that is great. And also seeing where you can go from others, I think that's really exciting. And one thing I'm doing now, which I've never done before, is really putting myself out there yeah. and going to things I wouldn't have done before. I'm putting myself into places of introvert that I would find quite uncomfortable because it's actually so good for your growth. And you know that afterwards it will be 200% worth it and you've got to just go for it. Um, but last week I moderated a panel at the BNC show 
that's the first time I've ever done that. Yeah, well done. <laughs> Just go for it until, and then it'll get to the point where you can't back out anyway. And uh, not that I wanted to, I was really on board for it. But you know, I think once you've sent that email saying, "Yeah, I'm up for it," you've you've committed, and yeah. uh, I didn't. Yeah, and, and um, just to wrap that up nicely, actually, in terms of you and, and what I'm really impressed with about you, like you say, you're putting yourself out there, you set your own Instagram up, you're moderating things. You approached me to come on this podcast, you know, so you are finding your own opportunities and, and that shows that you are motivated and driven to carve out a really nice profile for yourself within the events industry so I think lots of our listeners could learn a lot from that so yeah I think there's some lovely little tips there for people to take away um and I, I want to wrap it up now because I think you're doing I, I think we've, we've we've talked enough but I want I want to know what's the future look like for you Sarah where do you want to be if you don't mind just sharing some of your really big dream goals that we talk about because I think once you've spoke about it then that's it you've got to make it happen <laughs> so right Kelly you are so right so I think for me um you know, I'm a bit torn about the kind of industry you want to work in, I want to work in. And to be honest, that's okay. Because in the past, as I said, I really wanted to work in a big international business. That was the goal. And now I've actually, I achieved that goal. And I stepped away from it for the time being, at least. And um, I've sort of taken some time to reflect as to whether I do want to go back to that goal or not. So in terms of where, I'm not quite sure. I do definitely still want to be in events and marketing. I think obviously I'd like to be managing a, a reasonable sized team later on in my career. Yeah. But I'm not in a huge rush for that. I want to get all the experience I can, meet all the people I can in the meantime. And I think, let's face it, I, I love London. I definitely want to keep working in London. I mean, yeah. I maybe I would go back to some international events. Um, never say never. Yeah. I certainly, I've certainly really enjoyed it. Um, but for the time being, at least, I want to really focus on on the UK. Um, yeah. Because I think people need to work in personal life as well. And, you know, I really want to spend a lot of time with friends and family. We haven't been able to in so much, yeah. you know, have many months of years. And I really want to, you know, really cherish that time with them as much as possible. Um, because you just don't know what happens. It's going to happen. And, yeah, I think that's that, probably it <laughs> I love that I really love that yeah because you, you've reflected over the past couple of years of what everyone's been through and um yeah I do like that work-life balance is very important isn't it getting that balance because family friends are super important I said I was going to wrap it up there but I've just but had what I've had one more ingenious question that I want to ask you around what would be your I what would be if you could work on any event in the whole world any event like where, where would you, when would you go that's it I've done it like I, I've made it what would that event be Okay, I'm going to tell you what it is, Kelly, but some people are probably going to find this quite boring, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm okay with that. You know, you do you. That's, that's the phrase. Exactly. Right? Um, so I think for me, it would probably be a, an international event. It would be over the course of a week, probably a big conference with all sorts of different activities in it, um, a huge team behind it, you know, really great tech. I think it would, you know, the way things are going, it would definitely be a hybrid event. Yeah. And um, but because also I think that's a nice challenge to add on. Yeah. Your event, but like, you know, we were doing conferences before. Let's add that challenge. Um, I don't know how well, I guess it would be reasonably big. Do I know where it would be? Um, I don't know where it'd be. I imagine it would be somewhere in Europe just because I love traveling to, for my degree. I love traveling to Europe. Um, yeah. I love the different cultures. I find that really exciting. Different language, language barriers, things like that. I love it. <laughs> so. So 
somewhere in Europe, big conference, multi-day conference, lots of different activities where, where the um, delegates come away with an experience that they just remember forever. Um, yeah. And hopefully like some confetti and lots of sparks and things. Yeah. I love that kind of thing. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Love it. It's brilliant. And I can see you doing it. Give yourself four or five years, six years, whatever you'll be doing that one day. I can absolutely see you doing it. And um, Sarah, and finally, let's let's give you the opportunity. You've talked about your Instagram there. So let, let's get you some more people following you. So where can they find you? You can find me over on Instagram if you type in at Sarah Z Marketing Events. I talk about life as a corporate event marketer. I also put in tips, um, venue ideas, um, mood board ideas, things like that um come and join the community fabulous sarah i can't wait to watch you and see what happens in the next few years because i think you are going to go far thanks for joining us on the podcast today so do you know what i've decided the world needs more sarah's she is such a well-educated articulate young lady and she's going to go far she knows what she wants in life she's put plans in place to get there and i just wish her all the best in the world Sarah, thank you very much for coming on the podcast and thank you for sharing your journey. I really hope and I do think it will have inspired some people to think, do you know what? I'm going to make that shift too. I'm going to carve my own path out. So you're an inspiration, Sarah. Thank you so much for joining me. If you've got any questions for Sarah, then please do reach out, say hello to her. She will love to hear from you. And you know, I always like to hear from you. I said it at the beginning. If you've got anything you want to share with me, say hello, then please do reach out. You will find me on all the socials at Kelly Frew and on my website, storymakerevents.com. Don't forget the podcast community is online, LinkedIn, Instagram and Twitter, Events for Breakfast podcast. You will find us and do hit that follow button on that podcast provider, whatever you use, and then it will drop into your device every single week and you won't have to search for us. You know, I'll just be there. So don't forget as well, we do like those five star ratings. So please give the five star rating on iTunes. I will be so grateful if you could do that for me. We, of course, will be back next week with more. Take care of yourself for now and we will see you soon. Bye.